Welcome everybody to the Adventures Podcast, where we talk Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and more. I'm your host, Peyton, and with me is my co-host, Torn. Yo. What's going on? Uh, just chilling. Just chilling? Well, I finished most of the Flash Season 8 in two days. That's pretty doable, easy. (laughs) Indeed. Um, Admittedly, I skipped like seven episodes, but... (laughs) It's, uh, I just looked at the summer summaries and I was like, this is filler, this is filler, <laughs> this is filler. But I, uh, one positive thing they did that season is they didn't have like one villain that was just kind of overarching for 20 episodes. It was like multiple villains had like their own arcs. And the last two villains were pretty good, actually. <laughs> the season eight was, uh, he was surprisingly decent. And it still doesn't like live up to seasons like one or two. But, it's solid, solid stuff. And there was a filler episode that was actually surprisingly pretty good. <laughs> it was one of those uh, Flash loses his speed episodes and like the bad guy had a, his whole thing was like trying to find like the fountain of youth, but like through technology and he became younger as he made everyone else older and he was making Flash older. And every time Flash would use his speed, he became older. He was like, starting to like lose his memory and stuff it was pretty good <laughs> surprisingly good I, I i like i like that a lot more than like all the other ones because yeah, like that reminds me of like the bart alice situation in the comics mm-hmm. every time yeah every time he uses his speed he got older but like mentally he was still the same so he'd be like 40 with the mind of a 16 year old so that's good yeah yeah it was surprisingly good i was watching and i was like wait I'm, this is <laughs> this is solid but um yeah, it was it was pretty good. The finale was weird. <laughs> it kind of got to a point where like it, uh, a lot of the stuff from season seven started to sort of seep through, and it was kind of like I don't, I don't. Number one, I don't really know what's going on or care, and <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I like. I remember like I mean, I watch it at some point. I don't know. I'm watching like some of the things right now, but like you know, like. The Flash and Reverse Flash, I like the Still Force and like yeah, all the forces. The, I yeah, it's freaking. It, I I I, I had no words. I just saw that on like Twitter or whatever. Yeah, but um, yeah, we have a great show for everyone this week. Uh, we are going to review Thor: Love and Thunder, so that's exciting. We're a week late, but who cares? We we're getting to it, uh, and of course, we have the news of the week. Uh, not too much news, but we will, of course, be covering the uh, Miss Marvel finale, so that's exciting. So, um, yeah, why don't we get started with the news? Uh, first piece of news: uh, The Boys, a school-based spinoff show, is now officially titled Gen V. Very clever. <laughs> Very clever. I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. It's like, it like borders on like, is that too corny? But it's like Gen V, you know, obviously compound V. It's like, nah, that's good. <laughs> it's good. But yeah, so that's exciting. I have no idea what to expect from that series. Like everything I've heard from him, like, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm going to give it a try at least, but I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I, I hope it's at least as good <laughs> as as the boys you know uh i doubt it'll be better though but we will see about that um 
That's it for the miscellaneous news. Moving on to the Star Wars news. Uh, this is according to Making Star Wars. It's rumored that Kate Heron, the director of the Loki series, is involved uh, with the Acolyte Star Wars series, which is uh, which takes place during the High Republic. Yeah, she did a great job on Loki. The direct the, the, the directing on that was great. So you know, if she is involved with the Acolyte. That is very, very exciting. It's still my most anticipated Star Wars show. It, uh, you know, going into new territory with uh, the High Republic era, which we haven't seen in live action yet. I still have the book. <laughs> I still haven't read it. It's just sitting there collecting dust. And I keep looking at it like, I got to read that. And then I forget about it. But uh, the, High Re- the High Republic era seems pretty cool. And the way the show has been described... It sounds very, uh, you know, lightsaber heavy. You know, we haven't really gotten a ton of like lightsaber heavy stuff. We got, we got, we got some, you know, we got a little bit in, uh, in Obi-Wan, but, uh, you know, to get more of that, especially in an era where the Jedi reign supreme sort of closer to the prequel era, I think it's a hundred years before the, before the prequels, if I'm, if I'm uh, not mistaken, but to see that will be very, very exciting. And Kate Heron, if she is indeed directing the series, is a fantastic choice. It's still not known if they're going to have one director like they did with Obi-Wan, or they're going to you know, have multiple directors like they do with The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett. But if she is at least one of the directors, uh, we're in good hands on that. But that is it for the Star Wars news. Moving on to the Marvel news. This is according to Deadline, Alden Ehrenreich. Uh, of solo fame uh, has been cast in the Disney Plus Ironheart series. So I don't know too much about Ironheart. Uh, I don't know. So I don't know who he could be playing, but Alden Ehrenreich, you know, he's a good actor. <laughs> he got, he got a bunch of flack for, you know, solo and stuff, but I didn't think he was that bad in that, but you know, he's going to be an Ironheart. So that's cool. Awesome. Indeed. Uh, We got some sad news here, a bit of an unfortunate news. Apparently, Daniel Kaluuya will not return in Black Panther Wakanda forever due to scheduling conflicts with Jordan Peele's Nope. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so that sucks. He was uh, he wasn't in the first one too much, but when he was on screen, he was he was really good. And there was a God, there was that deleted scene with I think it was a Koye. That was that was freaking phenomenal. And I wish stayed in, but. Yeah, that sucks. He's not going to be in uh, this new one. But, you know, when Jordan Peele calls, you got to answer. <laughs> so, right. But, um, yeah, that's it for that. Uh, next piece of Marvel news. Adam Scott from Parks and Rec and most recently Severance has been cast in Madam Web in an unknown role. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> Adam Scott. I love Adam Scott. Great actor. Might have seen him in Step Brothers. Great, <laughs> great dude. Um, I have no idea what he's doing in Madam Web. <laughs> I, I, oh, but I, I also, I but I also have no idea what Madam Web even is. <laughs> so, is it even? There's rumors that it's like that. It's not even a real Madam Web movie, and then it's just kind of like a sneaky spy, uh, Spider Woman movie. Who knows? And apparently, there's some set photos that looks like it's going to take place in New York in the early 2000s, and people are freaking out about Toby or whatever. I don't, I don't trust Sony. <laughs> I'm, they have yet to prove themselves to me. Uh, 
Hopefully they prove me wrong on this one, I guess. <laughs> but aside from their animation stuff, they they have yet to not drop the ball. So I am not excited. <laughs> Next piece of Marvel news. Uh, uh, possibly take this with a grain of salt because um, it kind of looks similar to what we've already seen. But we have a possible leaked Captain America 4 concept art. Um, and I say take it with a grain of salt because the suit for uh, Captain America here looks pretty much identical to what we saw in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, but we also see some concept art of a more comic accurate suit for Agent 13. Have you seen the leaked concept art? No, I haven't. It's pretty much it, like it. Uh, do you know what Agent 13 looks like in the comics? No, I don't. She's it's basically like the white Black Widow suit. <laughs> That's pretty much it. As far as, as far as the Captain America suit goes, uh, it looks pretty much identical to what we saw in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So I feel like if this if it is a leak, then we're probably going to see what we've already seen. And if it's not a leak, then it's probably just concept art from Falcon and the Winter Soldier, leftover concept art that is being called a Captain America 4 leak. But, you know, still, if it is... Suit still looks great. Still a freaking fantastic translation from the comics. Uh, but yeah, that's that. And that is it for the news. <laughs> so got through that uh, Got through that quick as hell, uh, which means it's time to move on to the Miss Marvel finale. Um, man, well, well, before we get into the finale, what, what's your thoughts on the series as a whole? Um, I think it's fun. Um... Uh definitely like understand why people wouldn't like it because you know it's for a younger audience and you know, it's a coming of age mm -hmm. story um but overall I, I think it was really solid uh marvel wanted did a great job so did everyone else um it was it's it was nice you know seeing um a lot more you know like more family dynamics like in general throughout the mcu I'm in the show and it was also nice you know hearing from other people who are part of the you know muslim like community like getting the representation so that was something that i i enjoyed i enjoyed um you know I, i'm not really i'm not saying i don't care for miss marvel but it's also like i didn't really mind the power change or anything i don't think it was fine for what they did with it and like how they went with it um, going negative, I would say, is that the fucking and the villains, the clandestines, are fucking horrible. They're like just they're just there. They and they lacked any sort of depth for me. The clandestines are just like really one-dimensional like characters, and I didn't really like like them all that much. But overall, I think this the the story um was good the acting was good and i think in terms of flow wise it is the best marvel like disney plus show i would have to uh agree with most of that um it is uh, spoilers by the way <laughs> we are talking about the finale that is um time stamps in the description of the show notes uh, i do agree that it is the best uh formatted the best paced probably show so far it's actually it actually seems to be formatted like a tv show and 
you know, just looking back last week when we were talking about episode five, I was saying how I was really like, I was cautiously optimistic about the finale because I really was not sure where they were going after episode five, which really was the culmination of, uh, like you said, the pretty lackluster uh, clandestine storyline, which the I, I, I forgot if it was the creator or the writer uh, that came out and said that a lot of that you know, the lack of it being that good, uh, was due to COVID and, 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 and forced rewrites. So that's unfortunate, but you know, the product, what we got is still what we got. So it's not like it's immune to criticism. Uh, yeah, it just wasn't, it didn't live up to what it could have been. Uh, the stuff with Aisha was great. All that was great. It's like, it's like, that stuff was like leftover from what it probably originally was supposed to be. And then what we get from in uh, the in present day is uh, just sort of like table scraps. Uh, we didn't get we got like maybe a couple scenes with the rest of the clandestines. We the, except the the main one, Kamran's mom. And and even her, it still wasn't, you know, all that fleshed out. But, you know, outside of that, like you said, when the show is good, it's freaking great. <laughs> all that family stuff is so, so, so good. Uh, like, uh, again, like you said, the her powers. Uh, I do like uh, Miss Marvel, uh, you know, whether it's in comics or the video games, say what you will about the Avengers game. But, you know, come on, stuff's pretty good. Um yeah, the power change never really bothered me. At the end of the day, her her powers isn't what defines her, and based on what we know now, her those powers might not stay permanent. Um, which we you know we felt like it was it was always like a theory, like well, you know, maybe something in the Marvels happens and she gets her her normal stretchy powers. But yeah, I really I really like the show as a whole. Uh, I don't think it's the best Disney plus Marvel show, but it's, I think it's at least top three in my opinion. Fair. It's fair to say. Yeah. So let's, let's get into the finale a bit. Um, so we leave off like, uh, they, they get home after, uh, being, uh, being, you know, overseas and, uh, Kamala's like been trying, been trying to get in touch with, uh, with, um, what's her name? Her friend. Nakia, yeah, Nakia. Thank you, and yeah. and she's and Kamala's trying to like tell her family like that she is Miss Marvel, and they're like, yeah, we know because <laughs> their family gossip gets around. But um, you know the the freaking shop explodes where Bruno's at and Comron's with them, and they're on the run, and they go to the mosque and. <laughs> Uh, and Nakia's like, you can't be here. And, and Bruno's like, why? This is a place for sanctuary. It's like, yeah, but it's a mosque, though. <laughs> like, like this place is being surveillance constantly. And they're like, and they're like, yeah, that's that's true. But they uh, they they hide them and stuff. And damage control comes by because they suck. And the and the lady comes and she's like, where are they? <laughs> and and the the head dude freaking quotes. Quote uh, says a quote to her. She's like, I don't want any of your stupid fucking. I don't know what she says, but it's borderline racist quotes. And he's like, that was Abraham Lincoln. It's fucking burn. Sick. <laughs> Love that. Uh, um, so Kamran and uh, Bruno escape and meets up with Kamala, and they head to the school and they have this whole like Home Alone style. Um, 
fight scene essentially but before that they have they finally brought back the the like the stylized um uh scott pilgrim type animation stuff with the with the chalkboard you know you know planning out everything and as they're planning it out uh kamala's brother <laughs> shows up and she's like the hell are you doing here and 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 he's all like mom sent me to <laughs> you know keep an eye on you and she's like what the hell that part that part was great she was like superheroes don't need chaperones and i was like yeah that's Ooh. that's good stuff but um what's the what's the what's the chick's name the the popular the popular oh, girl zoe? yes yeah zoe she shows up out of nowhere <laughs> which was uh random but kind of fun and uh they all you know start messing with the damage control guys trying to get uh Kamran away because they need to get him to the docks so they can uh you know get him away from everything but Kamran realizes that uh his mother is dead you know sad i guess and um you know he gets all mad and i th- and i thought at this moment because i said last week my 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 biggest worry was that Comrade's going to get these powers and they're going to have a, you know, he's going to be the villain and they're going to have a, you know, a little fight and it's just going to be, uh, that's the, it's the villain with just with the hero's powers, which is always kind of boring. And there's a little bit of that, but not, not, it doesn't make up all, all of the, you know, third act, which is completely fine by me. So Comrade's all mad and he starts to fuck shit up a little bit and, Kamala stops him, puts a little dome around him, and he's. She basically tells him that his mom, uh, his mom, sacrificed herself for him. And I feel like this bit was kind of resolved too quickly. I feel like this part was a little bit, um, a little bit rushed, but it is what it is. Uh, she like punches a hole in the ground, and Kamran escapes, and then everything's fine. But yeah, <laughs> uh, so that's you know that was. That was fun. And then uh, we get the the big... Uh, well, actually, before that, we find Kamala uh, in a room, and she's on, she goes to the roof, and her dad catches up with her, and she explains how her name uh, in Urdu, Kamal, means wonder or marvel. And he calls... Uh, he says that she's uh, she's their uh, little miss marvel which was so much better than what i thought they're gonna do which is just essentially oh i'm a fan of captain marvel so i'm gonna name myself miss marvel that's exactly where i thought that was gonna go (laughs) (laughs) so and i was gonna be like uh why but no that's uh that's really sweet again you know tying it in with the family stuff which is the best aspect of this show so that was uh that was really good and um we get that we get that shot of her standing or sitting on the uh, little light post thing and which is always which is a great shot and then uh, it cuts to one week later and uh bruno has comron's car because he left it there fucking lucky <laughs> uh um, and uh kamala shows up and naki is there and they're all gonna you know hang out together or whatever and comron talks to Kamala and he's like, I took an, I took another look at your uh, physiology because uh, your brother was <laughs> asking if he has powers. Uh, and he says that, uh, that Kamala is, has a mutation. And then when he says that the freaking X-Men 97 theme plays, Oh, 
<laughs> mutants. Mutants are confirmed. Not only mutants confirmed, freaking Kamala's a mutant. She's the first confirmed mutant in the MCU in the 616 MCU universe. Don't tell Monvalani that. Um, but yeah, we have freaking mutants. Mutants in the MCU. But you know, they still ruin her character because she's not an inhuman. Yeah, a lot of people are upset about that. And I have something to say. I think it's the best thing to make Kamala immune because fuck the inhumans. They're fucking horrible. They're garbage. Um, the only inhumans that people really care about are fucking Quake, Miss Marvel, Lockjaw, Black Bolt. Other than that, they're fucking garbage. They're horrible. Um, they're just a poor man's X-Men. They're the, like, I mean, and then, like, one creator that I saw on TikTok was like, but, oh my god, like, you know, what is this? Like, don't make Kamala, like, one of your POC mutants that you just shove in the back. And I'm like, bro, they're not going to do that with, with Kamala Khan. It's Kamala Khan. Like, don't fuck, like, stop, stop with that bullshit. Not only that, but the, the creator uh, of, like, Miss Marvel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not the show. Her... Yeah, not the, yeah, like, actual character mm -hmm. wanted to make her a mutant originally. But at the time, Marvel was really pushing the Inhumans because, and they tried to push the X-Men out because, you know, Fox and whatever. It's a whole ordeal. Yeah, but Fox and things like that. And, like, yeah, every time they push, try to push the Inhumans, people don't fucking like that. They don't like them because they're, because they fucking suck. And they're, and they're also not relatable. They're a fucking royal family that owns slaves. Like, fuck them. So, um, like I said, I think it's the best, like, best way for us to get mutants in the MCU quickly as possible and like try to go with the best like moving forward. And plus like fucking mutants and X-Men, like people haven't wanted them for like so long. So why not just do it now? Right. And and that it begs the question now that we know the Mala, Kamala has a mutation and that she is a mutant, number one is a, I mean, I don't think her powers are just going to manifest naturally. Otherwise, we'd have mutants all over the place already, which makes me think that they are going to do an inhuman thing regardless. I just don't think they're going to use the name inhuman. Yeah. So I feel like in the Marvels or maybe some even somewhere else down the line, her powers will be unlocked. And, you know, we'll have the stretchy powers like I was talking about earlier and, you know, weeks prior. Uh and that'll 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 be great but the it, it also begs the question how are the rest of the mutants going to be introduced are they mm -hmm. even going to touch magneto and professor x you know or wolverine stuff like that or are they just going to do like entirely not necessarily new but characters that aren't necessarily rooted in the past because that's the biggest thing with magneto at the very least you know his his origin is deep within the holocaust and to take him out of that, it's going to rub a lot of people the wrong way. I think there's ways to write around that. You could do, you know, like he's there in, you know, the Holocaust and he, maybe he's like a part of an experiment and he's cryogenically frozen on some Captain America shit. And, you know, I think there's ways around that. But ultimately, to unlock the mutant gene in all the people that need to <laughs> that need to have it unlocked, I, don't, I still don't know how exactly they're going to handle that, you know? Yeah. And... You know, my, my my thing or my theory that I heard was that, like, you know, um, like, Comron, um, like, it's basically, like, they're going to, like, since, you know, of course, Kamala was, like, an inhuman, 
in the comics and now she's gonna be in the mcu they're, they're just gonna make like a mutant and like an umbrella term for both the humans and like you know the mutants right like you know whenever the x-men comes and um there's someone said that comron could be like a reason why like people with powers like that are just so like they're, they're, they're gonna be the reason why they're afraid and that's when when the mutants do actually come they're gonna be discriminated against so i think that's a, i think that's a little a nice little tie-in to why you know you know mutants are hated but also it's also like there's a reason why mutants are hated in the marvel universe because that like anyone could just be a mutant under wraps yeah and, like you know no one knows so that's a nice little thing that I would like to see uh, going forward in the MCU. I can't wait to see the X-Men show up in the MCU and for people to say it's too political. <laughs> oh my, yeah, I came in for, came for all the MCU haters that were just hating on Phase 4 and over just a, you know, dick ride and be like, oh my god, I love the X-Men. Like, shut up, bro, you were hating on the shit. True. <laughs> But yeah, mutants in the MCU, man. It started. It's finally started. I love how in WandaVision, everyone expected that introduction to be in WandaVision. And we maybe got a little bit of a taste in that flashback, but still not like concrete. You know what I mean? And like, you know, it's been a long time <laughs> and we uh, we finally we finally get some solid concrete confirmation. Man, that's exciting. And it, it missed Marvel of all places. Like, this is the last thing I expected. <laughs> Right, I was not expecting mutant confirmation in Miss Marvel, the, the show that was like guaranteed to get less viewers just because of the nature of what it was. And they're like mutants, <laughs> mutants. <laughs> but man, super exciting. Uh, yeah, I've been I've loved the show so far. It's great. Um, but uh, we still got a little bit to go with this post credit scene, and we it's uh, gonna clear maybe some stuff up. Uh, but you know, okay, so we got Kamala laying in her bed or whatever, and the bangle gets all shiny or whatever, it glows, and then she like I really love the special effects on this. <laughs> she like fucking like twists and goes and uh and then uh, out comes uh Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. Looking wanna, great. You wanna know what, what that reminded me of? What? Reminded me of Taz from Looney Tunes. <laughs> she did a little spinny thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. It's a great, it's a great effect. Uh, Captain Marvel comes out looking great. New suit, new hair, because her hair never stops changing. Uh, look, it looks great. Looks great. Great new suit. Um, and my initial reaction to this post credit scene was, "Holy shit, she just shape shifted." But then when I thought about it a little bit, well, I should, I should back up. I should say shapeshifted, just in case you aren't aware. Shapeshifting is one of her abilities in the comics. <laughs> um, so yeah, like one of her one of her biggest things is in the comics that she's had. She has an identity crisis and she wants to be Captain Marvel so bad, so she turns into Captain Marvel. Um, but yeah, that was my initial reaction. But you know, thinking about it a little bit, it's definitely not that they definitely switch places. Otherwise, why would the Bengal, you know, lighten up and then that happen? And also. Captain Marvel's looking around at like all like the pictures on the wall and stuff like holy shit that's me <laughs> you know yeah well yeah it wouldn't make sense for her to get confused by her own room yeah so it's they definitely switch places and that's definitely set up for the Marvels and uh, it was just confirmed I think today actually that Nia DaCosta directed that post credit scene 
So I feel like if, if it's not just lead in, I feel like it's possible that this might literally be a scene out of the movie. Yeah. Like they did uh, in Ant-Man in that post credit scene where it's literally just a scene out of Civil War. <laughs> um, but uh, also, I believe the writer confirmed that they did. They switched places. <laughs> so they did, there's no there's no room for debate <laughs> that she shapeshifted. Uh, they definitely switched places. So all this did all the all the mutant confirmation did and this post credit scene did was make me excited for the future and especially make me excited for the Marvels coming out next year because like I was like I was excited on like a you know like a base level like yeah it's Captain Marvel two and you know Monica Rambeau is going to be in it Miss Marvel is going to be in it. That's cool, but like what we've seen in this post credit scene, it's really intriguing, and I'm I'm very excited now. Oh uh, yeah, that's Miss Marvel. That's <laughs> uh, done with that. So yeah, we aren't gonna get a Disney Plus show until She Hulk, which is really just around the corner. <laughs> I think it's like oh, I think it's less than a month away, isn't it? Yeah, man, God, they're really pumping these out. <laughs> but um. Yeah, that is Miss Marvel, which means it's time to move on to Thor: Love and Thunder, the most the most recent Marvel Studios movie to release. And boy, is it divisive! <laughs> oh yeah, but uh, it's crazy. Yeah, before we do that, I do want to I do want to state we're gonna do non spoilers, then spoilers. So again. If you just want to, you know, skip the spoilers or you, you want to avoid the spoilers, go into the show notes or the description. So, uh, yeah, what'd you think? Pretty good. Um, it's a, I mean, yeah, it's overall, it's a, it's a very, it's a very fun movie that's for lots of action. Um, you know, some nice comedic bits, some nice, uh, returns from all, you know, like other characters such as Valkyrie, Korg, and even Jane Foster. I love the storyline they went with, with this movie. Um, you know, just the whole Mighty Thor bit, which is which is great. Um, it's also nice, like seeing like Thor on like a new journey to see like how he's like discovering himself more and how like he needs to just become like, a better better person overall. Um, I love I loved Christian Bale's gore. Definitely one of my favorite performances by him. Of course, you know, it's Christian Bale. He, he does great, phenomenal work. And yeah, I mean, I have nothing else to say because I actually just want to get into spoilers. Yeah, yes. <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, overall, the movie was, was really great. I just wish I had seen it like sooner. But yeah, it's good. Yeah, I agree. I, I really liked it. I really don't understand the critical reception. I understand some of the complaints and we'll, we'll, we will uh, get into those. But uh, mostly, like a, it has like a 60-something on Rotten Tomatoes right now. It's lower than Multiverse of Madness, basically. <laughs> and uh, I don't get that at all. Uh, I'll, well, I'll, I'll definitely get into the uh, Ragnarok comparisons later in spoilers, but I, I really had a great time with this movie. Uh, it did, I think it did some things better than Ragnarok. And, you know, obviously it, it falters a little bit more than Ragnarok in some areas. But I, I really don't think it's any, you know, I don't think it's that much worse than Ragnarok, if worse at all. I still need to watch Love and Thunder more. I've only seen it once. And I've seen Ragnarok countless times. So, you know, opinions can change. 
you know, for better or worse, we'll see. But as of right now, I mean, yeah, I, I really, really, really enjoyed my time with this movie. Uh, like you said, there's not a, there's not a, a ton to really get into without going into spoilers, but I do want to say, you know, Chris Hemsworth himself and all the supporting cast were fantastic. Korg was great. Valkyrie was great. Natalie Portman, awesome. This movie did more for Thor and Jane Foster's relationship than the first two Thor movies easily. <laughs> uh, and I think when I think people, you know, will get that when they see it because. I know I I know people personally that was not sold on Jane Foster being in this at all because they weren't sold on their relationship but I think that is remedied in this movie very very well. Um but yeah, this movie I really liked it. I really liked it. But that's pretty that's that's all I can really get into without going into spoilers. Uh Gore was great, of course. Uh, but you know, spoiler stuff with that too. So, yeah. Let's get into spoilers. Yeah, so pretty much like my thing about, uh, you know, like the one thing I loved about this movie was just the overall like parallel of Gore and Jane. Uh, pretty much just having two weapons or two like in a sense like gifts that are somehow that are cursing them at the same time. Um, it was just it's really great. Uh, I loved. I mean, they changed Gore's origin a little bit, but not too far off. I mean, because in the comics, you see two gods fighting each other. Like, you, you actually see them fighting, and then Gore goes up and just, like, kills him with a necrosword. But um, obviously, he's, you know, he meets, like, a god. He sees, sees one of the gods he's worshipping, and he, like, eats a fruit, and he gets mocked at. And, of course, he then kills said god with a necrosword. Um, I thought that was really good. My only complaint with Gore is I wish I we saw him killing gods a lot more rather than just seeing them on like, you know, a, like a like something with the with the guardians. Um, wanted a little bit more guardians. I wanted that too, but I mean I think it's fine. Not like a movie breaking for me. Um, the comedy. Uh, I know a lot of people have said that you know it's a little too comedic, which something that I was not gonna lie i was scared of going into this movie with because it's one of the reasons why i don't like guardians 2 because it's very comedic but i think it's it's fine um it can be toned down a bit especially with the with the whole goats thing i kind of understand where they're going with that but i feel like it's a little too much um but overall like in a way for the comedic tones i can understand why like why it's in here because it's store and Thor is using that as a way for him to cope with everything going on going on around him with like you know Infinity War Endgame and now like Love and Thunder because you know like Jane Jane's back with Billionaire who he still hasn't forgot about. Not sure how I feel about Stormbreaker, kind of kind of like being like a jealous girlfriend type of thing. I love that. Sure. I I don't I don't know how I just hilarious. don't know. Um, shouldn't have been like that. It's just a weapon. Um, shouldn't have uh, a characteristics, you know. So, but no, for I, I don't really know how I feel about it. I mean, probably whenever I watch a movie again, I probably will be fine with it. But yeah, um, yeah, like kind of like you said, you know, with uh, like Jane and Thor's relationship, you know, like you really see how like it really affected them. 
like so much more in this movie than you know in both Thor one and Thor and the Dark World. Um, and I'm glad that they kind of had you know a great like reconnect, like uh, just before you know Jane's final moments um, when she dies. Yes, Jane, Jane dies. Overall, like I just I just think that yeah, this movie is just really is really good. I really want to watch it again so I can have much more fun with it. I didn't talk about the, I didn't talk, actually. Hold on, I'm forgetting one more thing. Forget about the Zeus stuff. Mm-hmm. Zeus was, Zeus was good. Russell Crowe was good. Um, I also like the fact that uh, you know, gods just protecting themselves instead of like you know helping like just the people in general. And you see how like especially gods like Zeus um, are w- one of them, one of the gods to like be selfish. But then again, that's always been Zeus in general. Yeah. Zeus in Greek mythology has always been a selfish uh, god. You know, he sucks. And they, yeah, he does. He does. And count and countless um, iterations of him going on with Thor and even Percy Jackson. He's just a really shitty person. Um, but like I said, that's one of the things that I like about this movie. Um, and it makes you empathize with gore a lot more. How like, you know, not saying all gods should die, but all gods should you know, be punished. Most for gods should die. <laughs> well, yes, most gods should die, but not all of them. There's one um, god that shouldn't die, and I want to get into that. But yeah, like, you know, like I said, it makes you empathize more with Gore's, you know, point of view of how, like, gods need to be punished for letting people just suffer and, like, after praying to them uh, for so long, and the kind of has a point in the real world. I mean, I'm not going to get too much into it because, you know, I don't want people blowing up our comments if they see this. But it's like, you know, how you can pray to a deity of some kind that you of like you that you believe in only for nothing to be resolved and just have your life still be in a situation that you want to get out of. So I like I like that a lot. I love the whole bit of uh, I wish I saw a little bit more of uh, Axel Heimdall's son because he was he was good to see uh, a nice nice little addition to the uh, film and the whole you know like kids thing you know I like that a lot Gore's monologue to the kids trying to tell the story and cutting and cutting oh, off yeah. the thing's head and I was, yeah kind of a snake yeah it was fun yeah classic Christian Bale uh, tapping into his Patrick Bateman moment. But um, I want to say this, like, even with the final fight, I love the black and white, and like whenever Thor and Jane are using the, their, their powers, the lightning that gives them color, I love that so much. Yes. I, mm, it looks so good. Oh, it, it's amazing. It's so good. Beautiful stuff. Uh, really, really is. But yeah, it's this yeah, like I said, I don't I don't know why this movie is so divisive as it is. I like I I still do think that while it gave Thor like some more character development, it also gave Jane a lot of character development, even when this was her final film. Uh, maybe as we, yeah yeah maybe as we know right now. Um, but yeah, I like I said, like kind of like you said, I want to watch it again, um, just see like what things I miss. And I want to have a lot more fun with this movie. That like 
it's it's a really good film and i'm glad that i um, enjoyed it just I, I just wish i had seen it a lot sooner yeah the sharp the sharp edges uh always start to you know sand out and smooth when you watch things a second time generally <laughs> but generally, yeah. uh, <laughs> unless you're joker in which case they become sharper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a that's a one that's a one time watch, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> probably should only. Well, I didn't even. It doesn't matter. That's a conversation for a different day. Regardless, uh, yeah, obviously, like you said in the non spoiler section, had a lot of fun with this movie. Uh, one thing I did forget to talk about in the non spoiler section was uh, people's issues with the pacing. Personally, I think it's. Yeah, I I had no issues with it personally, but I do want to say I generally I can, I can don't understand. have issues with pacing in movies mostly most of the time. Like I remember when Guardians Two came out, one of the and and you know we're we're both not the biggest fans of Volume Two. Um, I mean, it's good, but it's not. Yeah, it it just doesn't live up to the first one at all. And you know, it's too comedic, but. Um, one of the one of the issues I remember when that was coming out was the pacing, and I remember coming out of that being like the pacing was fine. I feel like I'm pacing blind. Like whenever people complain about pacing, I see the movie, and I'm like, what was what was wrong with the pacing? Like I, I never I never really get that. Uh, I was never not engaged with the movie personally, so I had no. I, I mean, I yeah, I just had no issues with the pacing. I didn't I didn't see anything wrong with that, but. Um, I also saw some complaints about Thor getting over his depression too quickly. I think that's stupid. I thought it was pretty clear that he's not <laughs> over that, like, at all. He's clearly, like, trying to be upbeat and stuff just to, you know, make himself feel better and not really uh, paying attention to what's happening around him, especially uh, that moment with the girl. I mean, they literally spell it out in the movie. <laughs> they literally tell you. <laughs> but I saw some people saying that he got over it too quickly. I'm like, okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's clearly trying to find himself. And uh, speaking of the Guardians, maybe they should have been in, should have been in it more. But also, I think they served their purpose. And it's you know it's a Thor movie anyway. Um, yeah. But you know it was obviously it was great to see them. And you know as far as the goats go, I think it's a prime example of comedy being subjective. I I wasn't huge on the goats. I they didn't irritate me at all about it. But they it didn't like. I was a fucking like I was on on the I wasn't on the floor laughing, you know what I mean? But yeah. I watched it with my family, and my mom was loving the goats. <laughs> I was like, I was like, she's really loving the goats. Every time they they scream, she laugh. I'm like, okay, uh, if she's liking it, I'm good with it. <laughs> but you know, so it's obviously not like a a universal thing with the with the goats, and you know, comedy subjective. You know, not every joke landed for everyone. Uh, although. I feel like most of the jokes landed for me. I just this this movie is Ragnarok two essentially, and I think that's the biggest thing that I didn't really get from a lot of the complaints because I feel I feel like a lot of the complaints you could attribute exactly to Ragnarok, but people loved Ragnarok. You know what I mean? It like like uh, it's too jokey. It's like okay. But you could say that about Ragnarok, and it's like, okay, well, someone could say that Ragnarok, you know, was just funnier, and it's like, okay, fair enough, comedy subjective. But at the same time, people are acting like the movie it doesn't take itself as seriously as it should, which 
you know, maybe would have been fine if Ragnarok didn't exist and people didn't love it because Ragnarok did not have any real emotional beats that landed at all. Like the 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 beginning of the movie is, you know, it's all fun romp stuff, whatever. Odin dies, and then the movie's like, all right, let's move on. Like, like get over it. Like Odin doesn't, it, he's gone, whatever. Because Hell is here now. Destroyed Hammer. Go to Sakar. Warriors three dead. We never get a moment with Thor mourning the Warriors. Th- those are literally his best friends, and the movie's just like, eh. <laughs> they're gone now. <laughs> I guess um, we get the, you know, little moment in like, I don't even know what to call it, like other than like an afterlife, but like the vision Thor has where Odin's like, are you the God of Hammers or whatever? And it's like, that's the closest we get to like a good emotional beat. And even then, you know, it's, it's very quick and we move on. And then Asgard literally explodes and the... <laughs> And the Korg's like, oh, those foundations are gone. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know and which is funny. I li- like, I like it, but you, I feel like, I feel like, I, uh, it, it frustrates me when people are fine with that, but then when Thor has beautiful emotional moments with Jane, Jane has her, you know, emotional moments when in the towards the beginning of the movie when she has cancer, when Jane dies, uh, Gore with his daughter, stuff like that. Great, great emotional beats that in my opinion land and people go oh it's too jokey <laughs> like but you had no issue with ragnarok and you know what i mean like i don't i, I i'm not i'm not seeing I, I guess i'm not seeing the bad parts that other people are seeing yeah and i also think that one of the one of the reasons is like why some people feel would feel like that uh, is i feel like it has to do with Taika writing the movie um, because like you know that's I mean that's just Taika like, yeah. it's Taika writing and the fact is that of course you know Taika only directed Thor but he didn't write it so I feel like yeah a lot of people will just they feel like they like Ragnarok more because of that reasoning but also yeah I, I agree with you like you know while Ragnarok was you know it, it's a good movie and this movie is still Ragnarok part of you know V2 um, people feel like they like Ragnarok more because it saved Thor from like you know having two shitty movies. Yeah, like it was a breath of fresh air. Yeah, and, and, and now that like we now, we get essentially a redux, and I guess I don't know. People are tired. I don't know. And and, and then and then it's like, yeah, it's like, I thought you, I thought you liked it, bro. Like what happened? Like why did you switch up? <laughs> I mean, you know, that, that, I mean that's MCU hate. That's MCU motherfuckers in general. They they switch up on everything. It's. It somehow never gets old, but it's not surprising. It, it's like surprising in the ways, but yeah. And I also, and I also think the actual story that we follow in Thor: Love and Thunder is better than Ragnarok, and mm-hmm. especially like the villain. Like Hela was good, but like Gore, <laughs> yeah, Gore, Gore, Gore's just like way, way better. And like, 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 like I said, like I like Gore because of the you know the symbolism and the parallels, but also. The thing is with like, uh, with, you know, like like Love and Thunder, is that like it's just so well, it's just so well like crafted like emotionally for you know for me. Yeah, and it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, performance wise as well, you know, Kate Blanchett is great, but like she's relatively one dimensional. I feel like this is maybe a little bit harsh two-dimensional <laughs> we'll say because it's not like she uh, 
again, she's good, but it's kind of just like, up oh, Thor's a sister now. You know what I mean? What, yeah, what's her? Just, what's her? Kind of, what's her emotional? You know, anchor other than mm-hmm. I want power. <laughs> yeah, you know, like with Gore, like he has like a he has a reason. His fucking daughter died after begging for the gods, and once he saw God, he got mocked at for for being like the way he looked. And I, I mean, I don't know. Like I feel, yeah, I feel like, like I said earlier, this movie should not be so divisive as it is now. Um, you know, I actually just even hearing the reasons why, like you know, like you know, hearing some of your reasons, it's kind of making me like the movie a lot more thinking about <laughs> it. Um, but but yeah, man, like I just and like you know, the thing is, like with me, like you know, I'm, I'm I I love action, of course. But I think with me is that I am starting to like more emotion. Yeah. Things like, like just stuff about the human condition. Welcome um, to the club. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's good. I just, I, I, all I have to say, I'm really, I really liked, um, just the, like the stuff that's happened in this movie. Oh, also, yeah, I wanted to say people were saying how gore was wasted. And I don't understand that at all. They say that about every villain in fucking well, MCU. Here's my thing with that. It's like gore was wasted. Like people can say, you know, like you said, like it would have been cool to see maybe like 10 extra minutes of God, of gore, you know, doing some actual God butchering. And it's like, I don't disagree. You know, yeah. if we would have seen that, that would have been cool. Personally, I don't think it's absolutely necessary. But the fact that people are saying, oh, gore was wasted, there should be more gore, is a sign that gore is great. <laughs> He's a great villain. The fact that people are, people are like fiending for more gore, that's a good sign. <laughs> yeah. And everything is like, yeah, like, you know, that's the thing about like, you know, so some, yeah, some people just say like, you know, Marvel got to stop killing all three villains. But also you got to think about it like this, like they want things to end with people like they they can't just like, like a big bad in their eyes has to die they're not gonna just save like a villain like just so they can use them like later on or whatever i mean of course they did that with thanos because of, like any like originally infinity war was supposed to be two parts but that that's fine and i would say the only villain that they wasted was claw because Claw, in a sense, wasn't a big bad. He's just, you know, like a second secondary antagonist. Yeah, he wasn't even the main antagonist. Makes no like sense. Later on, you know, for you know Black Panther two, or even just something along the lines, you know, with Doom, like conquering Wakanda, whatever. Because that's his whole thing with Claw. He loves Wakanda because of the vibranium. And like you know, we talked about it off air, but I said that you know Ultron to an extent, but like you said, Ultron can always come back. So it's like it's like whatever, like. You know that that can happen, but yeah, like you said, it's a good thing that people love gore because of that reason. But you know, it's probably in deleted scenes of him killing actual gods. We'll see. I don't know, but yeah, um, definitely was not wasted um, at all. Man, I'm just man. I really man. I gotta, I gotta go buy another ticket to go watch this movie again, <laughs> dude. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, like I just I don't I don't see it. I don't get why people complain about it all that much. It's not a big, not a big deal. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I have a major issue with Marvel killing off their villains, but I, I had no issue with gore. Um, I, I, as much as I think it would be really, really cool to see him again because he, he was great. Um, I think it makes sense for him to, to, to die in the, in this movie. 
Um, but uh, to you know, to move on a little bit, I do want to talk about Jane Foster uh, for a bit. Uh, again, sort of going back to like, there's too much comedy. I remember seeing a complaint uh, towards the beginning of the movie when you know she was talking about having cancer. How I was being too jokey. I think with uh, with Darcy, which by the way, awesome. <laughs> Love seeing Darcy always. Uh, I think she lied about being in the movie too. She was like, "Yeah, I'm not in it." <laughs> I mean, she's barely in it, but it's uh, yeah, it's just cool to see her. Um, big, big queen. What? What? What'd you say? I called her a fake queen. Oh. <laughs> yeah, bro, okay. Uh, bro, 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 they knew what they were doing in WandaVision. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the scene with Darcy, I saw people saying how it was it was too jokey for someone who's supposed to have cancer. And I'm like... like motherfucker, they got cancer. They, they gotta they, make... They, 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 they gotta... Like, dude, like, they wanna... They wanna get cheered up like exactly they're, they're, they're dying i was literally i was literally thinking like that's that's the kind of shit that i'd be saying if i had cancer like that's not being too jokey that's just them you know trying to make themselves feel better with humor that's that's normal <laughs> but um natalie porton was great got jacked i yeah, see some people all, amazing yeah i see huh. some people trying to minimize her accomplishments by saying oh her arms were cg her arms were clearly not cg there's literally set photos of her freaking massive uh, <laughs> um because oh, yeah, there's like, like um, there's dots on her arm or something like that's not that doesn't mean they're making her arms bigger jesus uh honestly i think that's because that's uh they made her taller yeah but and and and, and like some tracking motion with the, light, with the lightning and stuff like that yeah um but also, one of the, one of the, uh, one of the nice little wholesome things that Chris Hemsworth did was that he did not eat meat because, and like you know, for for, for kissing uh, Natalie Portman, he didn't eat meat because she's vegan. Also, Chris Hemsworth seemed like such a great dude. Really, he is. But uh, yeah, Natalie Portman did a great job. Um, again, I wanted to talk about um, Thor and Jane's chemistry in this so much better so much it's it's the kind of stuff well we got the what if the party thor episode and what if i was like this is the kind of chemistry i'm trying to see from love and thunder and that's essentially what we got um the whole montage of them you know just being in a relationship so good <laughs> it was so good and you know it really it's some it somehow encapsulated all those years of their relationship and I don't think it'll retroactively make the more specifically dark world because the first doors, they know they're, you know, they come together for the first time, but at least in the dark world, I don't think that'll make that retroactively better, but it makes me feel better about it. <laughs> uh, and you know, them being together in the first place. Yeah, it was, I thought, uh, I thought that, uh, I thought that was done very, very well. Should there have been more Valkyrie? A little bit. Yeah. I remember some people were uh, they're upset that the scene of her like looking the blade was cut out in the what um, when like uh, when she was when like in the trailer she like lifts the blade people were uh, upset that that wasn't in the movie I didn't even notice that um, yeah I mean it's okay um, but that's that's just the thing of trailer shots like it's kind of kind of reminds me of the fact when uh, the Force Awakens came out and, like you know kylo's marching in this in the snowy woods and he just fucking janks out his lightsaber like people were mad that that wasn't in the movie that I, cut. my immediate thought was the scene of spider-man and iron man 
next to oh, each yeah, other at the end of Homecoming and, um, trailer? Homecoming, yeah. yeah I mean, was, obviously, that was just for a comic book, like, you know. Thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I would have liked to see more Valkyrie. It's pretty, con- it's, it's pretty unfortunate um, that really the entire time they were talking about how you know this is this or uh tessa thompson was talking about valkyrie needs to find her queen and whatever and the movie's very gay or whatever we got like one little scene of (laughs) valkyrie like kissing that one girl's hand it's like that's it it's like okay either they wrote it out or something clearly got cut yeah and that I, i thought that was pretty unfortunate but um i i i anytime i'm talking about this and my brain keeps going back to like why are people so mad about the humor? There's two jokes in particular that I see people constantly making fun of. And that's um, the scene uh, where Thor's like, they're behind me, aren't they? Yeah. 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 Oh my God. And it's like, it's like, I know that's like a really cliche line, but who, who gives a shit? <laughs> Bat- battle, was, was still, battle was still fire though. Yeah. It and matter. it's like, he wasn't, they weren't actually like right behind him. If there was like right behind him and then he got like, got knocked into the wall or something. Okay. But it was just like not that much behind him, and they he still gave like a pep talk to the kids or whatever. Who cares? <laughs> I really don't think it's that deep. That joke and uh, the one where Valkyrie and Jane are talking, and she has the Jane thinks it's a grenade, and she's like, "No, it's a portable speaker." I see people making yeah. fun of that. I'm like, "That was fine." I don't. Yeah, yeah. So all right, some people were like saying like, "Oh, which which uh, scene was worse?" The uh the ice cream singing from Multiverse of Madness or the speaker bit from uh Love and Thunder. I'm like, oh my god. They will never they will never give those kids a rest for that ice cream song. I though. truly like, don't understand. Freaking It's supposed MCU. to be bad. It's supposed that's the point. Freaking MCU fandom trying not to make fun of kids challenge impossible. Just any fandom <laughs> trying to especially, try not especially, to make fun of kids. Especially, especially Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Star Wars has the worst. Have that shit in spades. Those, they'll bully right. anyone. They don't care. Right. Fucking assholes. Yeah. Any freaking Star Wars Marvel fandoms trying to show sympathy for uh, talent actors. Impossible. Hate that Man. shit. Uh, but yeah, so talk about Zeus a bit. Fucking great. Uh, one of my favorite parts of the movie. I saw some people saying it was kind of useless because they just kind of leave without anything besides the lightning bolt. And it's like, I guess, but like, it was still a great part of the movie. It was still really fun. Um, I did want to say, um, freaking bow the dumpling God. Oh yeah. Dumpling. (laughs) It was so, I was so hyped. I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) Fucking. (laughs) That was the most absurd shit I've ever seen. It was so great. I loved it so much. Fucking bow the dumpling god. Wow. <laughs> oh. It was so I love, cute. I love, I love that. Oh, man. He got Korg's, the Cronin dude, sitting on a, a throat of scissors. Man. That shit also, was just chock full. I did not, did, not, did not know that Meek was a female. A woman. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed she is. Man. I remember well, I was confirmed. Me, 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 me. For real. We got a oh, lot of core. Like, Very I, happy. I two with seconds that. of screen time. Love Meek. God. Still need more Meek. You need a Meek good Korg and Meek solo. Professional Meek. Dapper Meek. For real. Suit and everything. Apparently Bass was there, but I didn't see that. So I don't know if that was someone making shit up or Bass Bass was actually there. 
but it's cool if, it's cool if the it's cool if they were right um i want to talk about those post credit scenes before that i want to i want to um there you go i do want to talk about um uh that the the final battle the final final battle with the kids I thought I was sick how he just gave all of them the power of Thor and they were just wrecking shit. Reminded me of Shazam. I was literally saying, I was like, I literally leaned over and I was like, Shazam? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. great wow, stuff. Cool. I love it. So now can we talk about those post-credits scenes? Yeah, let's talk about the post credit scenes. So yeah, we, we got Hercules. Kind of sad that it wasn't Henry Cavill. I'm kidding. kidding. I'm not even want Henry Cavill to be Hercules for like a long time. He would have been pretty um, damn good. Right, it's the guy from uh, uh, Ted Lasso. Oh yeah, but yeah, his name is Brent. Brent something. Fuck, forgot his name. I know it has Stein in it. His name has Stein. That's, that's all I know. Um, other than that, but yeah, that was um, that, that was nice. I thought Zeus actually died. Would have been cool if he actually did die. Kind of wish he did. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, other than that, I mean, we got we got Hercules, um, which is cool, and. The second one, we see that uh, Jane Foster has went to Valhalla. We see Heimdall. Hell yeah! Fucking awesome. With with a new hairdo, bro got his uh, dreads retwisted up in Valhalla. Looks great so, as always. Yeah, I don't know. It looks it looks nice. And of course, you know that um, gives people the the theory of how like Jane Foster could become a Valkyrie. Yeah. You know, the next movie comes out, so. Um, I mean, hopefully that happens. I mean, I would love to see more Natalie Portman, Jane Foster. It's like, I, I hope it does, and I hope it doesn't, because I would like to see more of her, but at the but same time, like, with that undermine her death. Yeah, she got a happy ending, and it kind of, it, it like, represents how, like, people were just dying in battle, and how, like, she had a battle with cancer, so. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I do um, want to say uh, a little bit more about gore. I didn't know what to expect from Gore. Uh, obviously, I know you know Christian Bale. We saw what we saw from the trailer, but I couldn't. I didn't know if we were going to do a more like sinister route. But the fact that he's he's just like unhinged, <laughs> I thought was really was really fun. Um, Christian Bale's great. That's all I wanted to say about that. Yeah, that, you know that was that was good. I, I liked that a lot. Should Jane have died? Should they have killed Jane, or should they should they have saved that? Mm, I think Jane. I mean, I think that's. I think it's fine. Like I said, it goes along with the parallel of like having, like a what, like you know, something of a, of a gift, kind of cursing you at the same time. Um, I think that. I think it was really well done. Is it? Would it be sort of fringing in a way? No, nah, because so. it didn't happen like in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. So, because I know people were like, "Oh my god, I made that fringe." Like, okay. Yeah, no, I, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's fine and works. Yeah, um, I cannot believe, I cannot believe they did fucking Eternity in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw Eternity, which was, which is good because you know we got like a closer look at more of the cosmic beings after seeing the Living Tribunal in Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, I cannot um, believe they did that. I was not expecting to see Eternity. It was such a cool visual too. It was amazing. Oh, and when he and when Gore brings his daughter back to life, and it's like the, he's, you see it mirrored, and how she's yeah, going to like a turn. Oh my god, that's so cool. <laughs> that was that, that was that was good. I like that a lot. 
it makes me makes me want more cosmic entities in the MCU. Also love the um oh also love the when um when they when they all leave Zeus's palace you see two celestials. Yes. <laughs> Were they there the for the orgy? Huh? Were they there for the orgy? What? Were they there for the orgy? Oh fucking no! Why would you ask that? Because the, well, they're having an orgy. They were gonna have an orgy, and there's two celestials there. What else are they there for? <laughs> Bro, I think they're just celestials. I don't, I don't know. That, nah, they're definitely. They're I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to move on from this. <laughs> okay, you want to move on? The Rock is in this movie. <laughs> the Rock. Fucking Corey's like I got, I got, I got had a child with, <laughs> with a guy named Dwayne. I was like, I, I, the, oh my god, the fact that they did that, that's so good. Bro's a mustache. Uh, I saw people bring up that it might be a plot hole because he mentions his mom in Ragnarok, and he's talking about how he has two dads in Love and Thunder. Who cares? <laughs> Maybe they call yeah. one of them a dad and a mom, even though they're both male, technically. Yeah. Who yeah. knows? Uh, so Thor has a kid now. Yeah, Gore's kid, and uh, I thought it was really, really cool how she's love and he's thunder, and that's what love and thunder means. I thought that was fucking awesome. And it's played by Chris Hemsworth's daughter. Daughter, yep. yeah, she was good, right? Amazing, and his sons were in it too. Yeah, they're young. They're young Thor's. She has laser eyes. <laughs> that's cool. Are those eternity powers or is those like? from gore <laughs> probably eternity powers for sure how about this I little mean, girl is just like holding fucking stormbreaker <laughs> hey bro daughter daughter of thor oh man that was good yeah so um how do you think it stacks up with the rest of phase four uh i think it's definitely probably like top it's definitely top three of phase four is right it now. better is it better than multiverse of madness Rather mostly versus madness. Um, it depends. Um, I think they're. I think, in terms of character arcs and development, I would say Thor a little bit more, even though there was great development with Doctor Strange. Um, in, ter- uh, in terms of the villain, I like Gore more. Uh, visually, I'm gonna have to give Multiverse of Madness the edge here. Is because of the horror elements mm-hmm. and the multiversal aspects we saw. But yeah, I would say overall, I think Thor is a little better than Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, it's fair. I think I think the one thing uh, there's a couple exceptions, but I think I think one thing about this phase uh, that's gotten right, besides uh, other than every other phase, is I feel like a lot of the Phase Four movies I can rewatch a lot. Like I could rewatch yeah. Multiverse of Madness a ton and i have i've seen it like four or five times i can already tell that i'm I, I, i'm gonna rewatch love and thunder a bunch i have rewatched no way home a bunch i can I've, i can re i can rewatch shang chi a bunch hell even black widow but like I, I feel like i can't necessarily do that with a lot of the movies in the previous phases i can do it with some especially civil war <laughs> you know what i mean but uh i think that's one thing that they've done right this this phase and uh mm-hmm. I, yeah I do want to address one thing about the phase. Um, everyone's saying, and by everyone, not not everyone, but people are keep, keep saying like everything feels disconnected and it's not leading anywhere. Good. Not everything <laughs> has to lead to some shit. God damn, can we just have a self-contained story? My God. It's it's so 
it's it all makes no sense. Everyone used to complain about the MCU just being set up for the next thing, and now we're getting content that's contained stories, and everyone wants everything to be set up for the next thing. How does that make sense? <laughs> make it make sense? Yeah, the the it's it's like people seem to forget that literally Endgame took eleven years to make happen, and they always want Endgame level stuff and No Way Home stuff. Like I, I I'm gonna say it. Like I mean, we've said it before. I think that WandaVision and No Way Home have fucking ruined people. I think they have ruined like the MCU phase four for right now. Or especially just the fandom wise, just because they're always expecting things to be just fucking like just top tier and top notch and shit like that. And I'm like, bro, like th- things didn't even get started until like wait, wh- wh- like when was it? Like wh- when what was the movie when Thanos was like, oh, I'll do it myself? Was it Guardians? That was Age of Ultron. Oh, Age of Ultron, yeah. So 2015. So yeah, 2015 from 2008. I can't do math. That's six years. Like, come on, bro. So, like, give it, give it some time. Like, this is, and I feel like people aren't really giving it. Like, they're not fully understanding that this is the introductory phase. And I feel bad for people who say that mobile ended up in game. Like, all right, yeah, it's just growing I, pains. I feel like it's, it's going to be like, one of those seasons where, like, five years down the line, people are going to look back and be like, actually, <laughs> phase four wasn't that bad. <laughs> And we're, yeah. and we're going to be sitting in the sidelines going, no shit. <laughs> right. It's just, it's just like, and then it just, it just also like gets to the point where like, it's just, it just gets so annoying. You know, like people call everything fucking mid, like I want fucking mid ban from the fucking English dictionary, bro. I want a ban from the world. It's such a shit word. And people are like, well, mid doesn't mean like it's bad it's just not it's just like middle and i'm like it's just average and i like, didn't say average mid has such a negative connotation that it just makes it seem like you're calling everything bad I saw someone like say it. mid is a slur <laughs> kind of feels that way mid is a slur this <laughs> is a slur to movies call something mid seriously like if it's average and they say it's average those like it's just oh my god it's it's just so annoying like you don't know how many times when people have just said like, "Oh my God, Monsters of Madness is mid," "No Way Home is mid," I'm like, bro, like y'all are switching up so hard. Like, why? That's all. The people just want to be different, man. They really do, and it's so fucking sad. It's just like, my God, does everything has to be Endgame now? Otherwise, it's everything, not everything good. has to be. Not everything has to be a top five like Marvel project. Like, it, like it's okay. Like for things to like not like it's okay for you not to not to like things, but give a reason why you don't like things. Yeah, and not everything has to be for you either. Yeah, like that's that's why I can understand why people don't like Miss Marvel and, and or Multiverse of Madness. Who, yeah, and like, like I get people, it. And people who like I've heard say that they don't like Miss Marvel or like anything that it's like you know they've actually given it a chance and they said that you know yeah like I given it a chance and it's, it's just not for me which is fine it's okay to not like things but like to just blatantly call everything mid and go on a fucking like hate train it's just gonna make make you seem like a fucking douchebag like holy fuck so Thor is good <laughs> yeah Thor is good Thor is good <laughs> I, I'll give this movie definitely like a 7.5 to 8 out of 10. I'm giving it an 8 out of 10 right now, but I definitely feel like on subsequent watches it's going to go up. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, don't be an asshole. <laughs> Basically, yeah, don't be an asshole. Go into shit with an open mind. Stop calling shit mid. <laughs> so Fucking obnoxious. Yeah, guarantee those are these are freaking like sixteen-year-old kids who fucking vape in bathrooms. Yeah, because they they're cool. Stop it with hype culture too. Fucking dumb. Because it's like these movies can have different tones and genres. Obviously, yeah. Thor was a comedy. Uh, Multiverse of Madness was horror comedy. No Way Home was like in Shang Chi's like action adventure. Obviously, Miss mm-hmm. Marvel is superhero high school yeah. shit. Uh, uh, Moon Knight's like psychological action. You know, like not every yeah every, everything can be for different people, and that's why we get such drastic lists and stuff and opinions and stuff, which is fine. Not everything like I, like I see people. Like, I remember when Multiverse of Madness was coming out and had, had like a 72 or something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. People were like, oh my god, it's the end of the world, it's bad. It's like, no, or people are, it's just like, it's just a divisive movie. <laughs> it could be very love it or you hate it. Sometimes those are the best movies. Yep. Yeah. Is that the show? That is the show. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the Avengers podcast. If you want to follow us, we're at Avengers on Twitter. That's A-V-E. NGE nerds, all one word. If you want to follow other one of us, you can reach me out of nowhere. Just follow our Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and TikTok as well. Yes, definitely going to be start posting a lot more on there soon. Where, where can they reach you at? They can reach me at it's zenith underscore on Twitter. Sounds good. We have a Discord. If you'd like to join the conversation there, those will be linked in the show notes. You can check out our link tree for any additional links you may be interested in. You can also review the show in app on Apple Podcasts and we're on Spotify too. So if you could really leave us five stars and leave a review, it would really help us out. Thanks again for listening to the Avengers Podcast. We'll see you next week. Later.